just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Good old boys <clears throat> I'm Mark Bog Beef And that's it Still got it? TVD right now <laughs> Yeah, let's get that money uh, I did send out an invite to um, Gord if he's around It's last minute, so I don't know if he'd show up um, He got unjustly removed from Twitter again, didn't he? Yeah You know, I don't know If you're listening and you got some pull You know, uh, help a brother out Because, he, you know, he's he re, he's rebuilt his. This would be the second time he's rebuilt his account uh, I mean, so he, he had a big account He got banned, he rebuilt it I don't know, not everybody feels like doing the same dance again and then get banned again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does he, do, do we know what got him this time? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Sometimes he says some wild stuff to the, to the prime minister of his country. Maybe that's it. Well, on, on his, on his podcast, he's just interviewed, um, uh, a bunch of political prisoners and, 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 uh, Canada. I don't get. I mean, that that can that we know this works. Come on, ironically, because of the WikiLeaks, not the WikiLeaks, the the Twitter leak stuff. They're like, you know, if you start pissing off the government, they will complain to Twitter and ask them to, you know, to to find a reason to get rid of you. Yeah, and and Elon has has kind of made it clear that um, uh, not lesser so American government, but like uh, he was talking about all these these other election, like these other countries, the other election. I know. Turkey came up and uh, like he, he said that uh, Turkey said, you got to ban these people. And he said, no, they said, okay, we'll shut off Twitter in your country. So he said, okay. And people with government connections can, can get definitely, definitely get people fired. I mean, so I, we know that they had pathways from the, from the, the Twitter files. These people had, they, they had, they had numbers to call. They had emails to send to say, "Hey, we want this one, this one, and this one." Yeah, and it works both ways. We knew who got unbanned that way too. Back when you know Twitter would be really strict, and people would get banned for stuff that you know. And, and, and if you did the back channels, you could get somebody to. to pick Very. Up. I mean. <sighs> yeah. Anna. It wasn't common. And. Amy. We don't. Have to, we don't. Have to, we don't have to give names. I was just saying it. it no, I mean, I mean, people, famous people got unbanned. I mean, that was like. Remember, there was a no unbanning for a long time. Yeah, it was pretty. When I when I first got on, to, I mean, I made my account a long time ago, but I didn't use it until 2015 when the primaries started. And like, you people didn't get banned for. You could death threaten and stuff, and you get suspend. You get like you know they make you delete a tweet. That's it. That, yeah. that stuff didn't really kick in until after Trump won. But I mean, like you could just used to remember this was when um, that old girl handcuffed herself to Twitter because back in the old days, there was no getting unbanned. And then they're like, I can't remember the first one, like Anna Katchen got unbanned. It was like, wait, what? You can get unbanned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so uh, big big shout out to Gord. If you know Gord, reach out to him, holler. I know he's done a lot of work to to build build something online, and he does the best of work. He's the best among us. He's got, you know, I played Gear Jammer. Um, <laughs> we we played one minute of Gear Jammer. Yeah, yeah. Next time he's on, you got to play Gear Jammer. You know, Gear Jammer. Uh, first off, it's George Thorgood. I love George Thorgood. 
Yeah. Uh, he, he was a, I mean, yeah, I, I, well, I'm Southern, so I have to like him, but yeah. Yeah, he's not Southern, but he's, um, he's, he's not we're, no. we're, like from, take a guess. It, is it gonna be weird? Like California or something? He's from Delaware. I, you know, that's, that's Southern-ish. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, this is one of the things that, like. It's south of the Mason-Dixon line. Is it? Saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was a certain kind of state in 1860. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was a roadie for Hound Dog Taylor. And so, like, the other, that's the thing that's like, when you listen to George Sorgan, you're like, why is this honky? Like, he's playing this black music. I mean, so, like, you, you know, okay, I don't know if, you know, Elvis plays, say he played black music. This guy played black music. Led Zeppelin, certainly some of the, the really bluesy stuff, Led Zeppelin, but like um, Thorgood is, is like closer to that. But he's playing these sort of like simpler black songs or whatever, but he's like this disgusting guitarist. Well, hold on. Like Led Zeppelin was just straight up covering 1930s blues songs and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, um, I guess it was sort of less apparent to me. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, this this is one of those things. It's like uh, this is because our our culture is so, like this religion has seeped into every aspect of it. It's like this wouldn't normally no no in hi, historically no one would care about this. Like oh, uh, do you mean these guys started playing the same kind of music that black guys in the South were playing? Nobody would care. It would just be like it would be a, a interesting Wikipedia entry, right? Like uh, just you can say something like country music, bluegrass, whatever. But because of like we have this, everything has to be this weird racial uh, contest. Like that's a, that's a, that's a bad thing. You, it, it was it was immoral for Jimmy Page to sing the same song as Robert Johnson. Yeah, which is total bullshit. I mean, like, yeah, of course. I guess we have to say that because if, if certain kind of people like he was playing black people's music. Well, that's not how that's not how this shit works. It's uh, like the, you know, the predator shaking hands meme. It's like my my grandfather and a liberal professor. Like they, should, white people shouldn't be playing black music. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah. like that's there's only two kinds of people who feel really passionate about this issue. Well, you know, music, music like um. I'm not very much an equality person, but music is one of the only things that real, that there is where there is equality. Like, women can play instruments as good as men. They really can't. That part of that burns me up a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's true, but you, you know that that's the funny thing. Like there are a lot of things in life where it's like okay, you because of muscle size or whatever, men are just going to be better at doing this thing. But that's like music's not really one of those, but and yet it's the only thing like that. And yet, like music, like music, uh, as in, well, maybe not anymore. Actually, I don't know enough about I don't know enough about modern music. There are more bands that have like ladies playing instruments. Like it, it always did happen, but it was kind of a novelty because like we 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 made this this done this bit before kind of about comedy, right? There's no you don't need to be funny if you're a lady you know yeah 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 there's a lot less reason to get to to want to get into that like I, or, or you know well whatever maybe i'm wrong about that well i mean i mean so i you know i'm you get good to guitar to impress women if you're a woman you don't need to do that so you got a lot yeah. less motivation <laughs> yeah so what you have and you know this came up with this um you know something we talked about probably a year or more ago was like um 
get people hip on Paramore. Yeah. Uh, that her, her sort of life is kind of like a good, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a case study. It's the same thing that happened to um, Dolly Parton, uh, which we we really need to, we really need to get. Um, she the, they like her a little bit too much. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, she's a convert. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, uh, I don't know. There used to be this stuff. Uh, I had a professor that was uh, at community college. Um, that was a Jewish convert to Islam. Wow. And he was like really smart and he had all these degrees and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they would, they would take him around and like parade him around. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. It, it, it's a thing that you, you show, it's, it's a thing you show off of your power. It's a triumph. Yeah. You're, you're marching around like the guy saying, now he, now he belongs to us. This a guy in the Crips realized how pathetic they were, and he came <laughs> over and he and he joined the Bloods, and this is proof that the Bloods will win. <laughs> uh, it, it's like that, and and um, the thing with the thing with uh, Dolly is, uh, so Do- they didn't get Dolly overnight. They wore her down over years. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it took a long. They they sort of bitched and complained about her for forever until she would get rid of the Confederate stuff at Dollywood and all this kind of thing. And like a bit, and like now, like they totally got her. And so that's that's like a huge. And so you know, Libs always say country music. I love Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Nothing but Dolly Parton. And yeah, yeah, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, um, it'd be like I don't know. It'd be like a Vanilla Ice. Um, Sort of, uh, you know, became became a <laughs> Southern Baptist. I like oh rap. I love that Vanilla Ice, you know. Um, but so with with Haley Williams, it's even more because like, um, uh, you know, she I don't think she came from poverty, but she came from like a, a straight up religious background. But by the way, this is this is such a common thing because uh, you know, like you were talking about the 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 impetus for people to get into music like um taylor swift and Haley williams like they learned to play guitar and sing because that was what you do in the church uh yeah i would like to i, I thought about this after i said that like you know we're talking about if we're you know we're sitting around we're going to form a band so we can be cool and meet women but like you know there's different kinds of music like i'm sure it, it, i know whenever like i see an orchestra uh, they the the sexes look pretty mixed in that and like and that makes us like I, I honestly uh, I'll simp for a minute uh, for the ladies out there you uh, instrument like that like the, uh, that is expensive takes a lot of time to learn and, and you're uh, you know reading sheet music and stuff you know, women are probably going to be more inclined to do that because this is that's like something they're really good at you know. Yeah, <laughs> being students is something that they're really good at, and you gotta be if you want to if you want to play the cello, in, in the you know in the orchestra, you got you got to put in some work. You're not out in the garage with the wah wah pedal, like experimenting. There's no punk cellist. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, women they used to. Uh, this was one of the women were expected to to learn to play an instrument, uh, especially the, like the piano. My mother played the piano. Her mother played the piano. Yeah, it didn't like. Uh, it was funny. This is considered a very 
we always talk about like the Rome. Wasn't that a very Roman thing? Like it was sh- kind of shameful for a, a man to to play an instrument or sing or, or you know really anything musical. It was fine for like upper class ladies to play the harp or or lyre or, lear or whatever, but it was like bas- you basically people would assume that you something was wrong with you if you were uh, uh, a man in one of the uh, higher classes trying to strum a lute or whatever. Well, it's about it's about your your game plan. You know these uh. <laughs> These women weren't allowed to, to do all that much. So uh, strumming a lute is uh, is great. If you got to serve 25 years in the Legion, I don't know how much lute strumming you're going to be <laughs> doing. You know what I mean? Uh, no, because like other stuff, like like writing poetry was fine. That wasn't gay. But <laughs> playing an instrument was, was gay. You shouldn't be doing that. It's just, it's just a particular Roman thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was considered it was considered hot for a woman to play the lute. That was like a, uh, you, you know what I mean. Um, Get you a lady who can play the harp and please, uh, uh, I don't know Minerva. Let's just go with that. And then, like in the 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 like upper class wasp stuff, I think woman was supposed to be able to uh, play the piano and speak French, right? Something like that. Yeah, speak being yeah exactly. That kind of it, it. It was. I don't know. That thing is that's good in essence. You don't really need a, an explanation for that. It's good to be able to play the piano. It's good to be able to speak court, a courtly language. Or just these are just are just benefits. Period. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when we when we win, we're gonna make um, uh, Latin. We're gonna make Latin and uh, ancient Greek the national language. And just tell people to fucking deal with it. Uh, I got that. I got that one year of Latin class from high school. I'm 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 one step. I'm, I'm one step ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, playing some uh, video games lately, and I just want to promote this game. Uh, it's awesome, and it's it's. You ever, you ever heard of, uh, Brutal Doom? No. Oh, it's sick. It's Was this sick. like a new Doom game it's it's free this is just like shit people have done oh okay so there's a source port for doom which is like um like the actual engine that that the that the levels run on Mm -hmm. so you still use the same levels you load it in this load into doom you get one of these mod packs uh one's called project brutality it and like it's i don't know there's something like uh video games have gotten really gay like (laughs) Uh, there, you know, it, it's, it's this immersive experience and the characters and you, and you got the DLC and all this bullshit. Everything's got to be a movie now. Yeah. And like, you know, we was talking about last week, how like, uh, generally things, uh, there aren't, there aren't too many different flavors of anything. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like the kind of shit that 17 year old guys get up to, like, uh, the kinds of sort of miscellaneous crime they do. It's not that varied. It's not like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? There's only, <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing tax evasion for fun. <laughs> right. It's like knocking on somebody's door and running away. And the whole thing about video games are trying to become like, you know, every single thing in the world. Whereas like, it should just like uh, my, my favorite is um my sort of favorite image of like, this is a perfect video game. Uh, you ever seen, there's an arcade machine called uh, like silent scope. Yeah, I remember that. 
And I, when you just when you look at the machine, you're like, you're like, oh, this is a video game machine, right? So you're standing across, you're standing across the room. You see the video game machine in the pizzeria or whatever. Uh, there's no controller. There's no, there's no headset. There's no, there's no, there's just a gun. You know what I mean? There's just like a gun welded to the machine. There's, <laughs> it, this is very simple. You just grab the gun and shoot the gun. That that makes a ton of sense to me. That's that's how things should be. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That, that's one reason why we talked about this when we did the X Files episode about pinball machines, right? There's something very uh, something eternal about those things. Yeah. Also, they're beautiful. Yeah, that's true. Um, we have just as I was hating on Boomer Shooter. Great. I wasn't hating on. It. I just heard what, that. What the, is Boomer Shooter? Well, it's, it's stuff like Doom and stuff. Uh, oh. Have you the new 40k game is supposedly a lot like that. I I, I wasn't hating on it. I just heard it wasn't very good. And I mean, I'm gonna like, you know, what, am I gonna go download? Why would I go download 40k when I could just play Doom? <laughs> you know. Uh, and anyways, this is brutal Doom. So it's just like all you. It's just heavy metal. There's tons of blood, and you have a sawed-off shotgun, and you're running around hell, blowing the heads off demons. There's not like, there's not all. There's not. 20 dimensions to this kind of experience it's not something that you that you're gonna like um uh you're not gonna discuss the characters with your wife <laughs> you know you're like you're just gonna get home for work you're gonna be you ever what you know, motivates the doom guy what was there some kind of childhood trauma that he suffered that made him like to use chainsaws to, to carve up the the flying eyeballs yeah that, that doesn't exist so it's like um you, you ever, especially the the time when I like to play video games, you ever do that thing where you get home and your body's tired, but your brain isn't really yet. Yeah, like you don't want to move, but you definitely can't go to sleep. Uh, just flip on, you just flip on that that uh that brutal doom for like thirty minutes. You walk away. You you didn't gain anything. You didn't get ahead. You didn't get ahead in a leaderboard, or you know your life. You just uh. It's it's a lot of it's more fun than watching TV in my opinion. Yeah, they uh, and so since we're on gamer gamer stuff, they didn't a new Street Fighter just come out and like it, it has you, you you walk around the streets and you level up by fighting random people and there's like it's it's got a bunch of movie stories in it. You have seen me play Street Fighter in tournaments. Yeah, and I'm not interested in it. I'm probably gonna get it just so I can play uh, City Bureaucrat. <laughs> yeah, hell, we need, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we're gonna have to stream that. Yeah, but I mean, it's a piece of shit. Like the problem is, like it's um, uh, the problem is, is it's too much of a video game. It, the, it's not an arcade thing. An arcade thing is what arcades or arcade machines are. What uh, fighting games are all about. When you don't have an arcade, I mean, there's not much point. You, it, it's all bullshit. Anyways. Let's um. Well, okay. I I had something uh, I wanted to talk about. Joe Rogan talked to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and they discussed. Uh, can we say the V word on Patreon now? Like, is is are we? This is the thing. I can't, I don't even know if we're allowed to say that. Are we? Are we gonna get banned if if I say if I say the word? I don't know. Well, it's not risky anyway. If they're talking about that. And uh, you know he has very strong. He has had very strong opinions for like twenty years about the subject. And uh, you know he, he said he stated his opinion. We we'll, we will we will say instead of uh, the medical term we will say ethics and video game journalism. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
He thinks that the, 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 the ethics in video game journalism gives people autism. Uh, which, actually, that sentence works. <laughs> that, 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 that would make sense. And he, there was like a public feud from between Rogan and the guy he's had on the show before, and I, I'll be damned if I can remember his name. doesn't matter. He's just a... Just Hotez. A, <laughs> he's a hotep? Yeah. Hotez. And I hadn't heard of this guy, but when Me you saw the clips, this guy is like, this guy is like the, the, the private sector Fauci. This guy was making, you know, he's on TV constantly. He's sort of po- calling out policies. He's a big shot, big time doctor. They said he was making vaccines. Yeah, you pay, you posted a video of him. It was just like this log super cut of him just changing his story every 15 minutes about how many uh, ethics and video game journalism that you would need to get. Uh, so the, You don't have that clip, do you? It's so good. It, it I No, I don't have it where we could play it, unfortunately. I, I, I should have thought about that. The, here's the thing. That's that's kind of an not an interesting story. We know, we know the the beats on this. It's kind of, maybe it's interesting that that Rogan's leaning more into it. I think in general people are coming around to just uh, everybody's over the um, the lockdowns and stuff. No, I don't think anybody except for a few crazy people who are like the last holdouts, like those Japanese guys fighting well, they, the island. They're definitely still out there. Every time they show one of them LGBT protests, uh, <laughs> there's tons of maskers out there. <laughs> yeah, the 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 thing that was interesting was R- uh, Rogan offered him and anybody who wanted to. Uh, he said he would donate a hundred thousand dollars to a charity of their choice if they would come on the show and just debate RFK Jr. about this. So the, if, you, if you think the guy is so wrong, just come on the show and tell him he's wrong, and, and you can tell the people the truth. And obviously, he didn't he didn't accept that offer. And like, no, I don't think anybody expected him to, and probably no one will accept it. But the, the interesting thing was their reasoning. And their reasoning was you can't, do, it would be morally wrong for you to go on the Joe Rogan podcast and, and have this debate because having the debate would legitimize the other side. Yeah, they're, they're right. Yes, they are, they are right. And like, this is the same thing. If you're in an election and you're winning by 30 points, there's no reason for you to have a debate, really, right? right. You, don't do, you don't do that. Here's the pro- here's the problem with this. It's not maybe a problem. It's an inconsistency, which isn't necessarily a big deal. If if you say, "Well, I I have the power. I don't need to have a debate. I don't even need to acknowledge that you the thing you're saying could possibly be true," when your entire like the structure of your entire culture and particularly your religion are built around science is like is the is the thing the the guiding principle. Now I know that's not actually true that's not their guiding principle but they think it is if you asked a random person you know they would probably tell you that like being sci- being scientific is the most important thing in life right yeah like i think the the sort of daily experience of the average liberal is that um not just liberals i think a regular person if oh, you okay. ask a regular person like if he is is like this is the most important thing is that you're like you know you're you're you your expectations of the world match like the the scientific reality. Yeah, there's a guy. Uh, there's a like so the the normie will will think that like there's a guy with a with a clipboard and yeah. and and he's got a huge degree and the reason why like uh you know all these things happen in your life reason why the government does this or that is be, is because of that and the and what anything and the, the, whatever these people do. Is at like uh, 
when they do any kind of, all science is as equally valid as uh, testing the melting point yeah. of hydrogen or whatever. Uh, all that science that Francis Bacon did and stuff like that, uh, not not the part where he was trying to turn lead into gold, but <laughs> you you can't argue with the uh, uh, you know the periodic table and stuff like that. I assure you that stuff is solid gold. It really is. However, uh, when you go to the, the higher level, you go to the, the sort of libs that that sort of get into it, and and they know a lot of stuff. They like your average like your average liberal takes. I think that they take in more media than the average conservative. <laughs> Without a doubt. You remember like uh, we first time we heard about like the Flynn effect, and we <laughs> we sort of like pitched out to our liberal friends, and every one of them. None of these people we knew had any interest in this specific thing. And this happened. It's not in their field or anything like that. No. They knew every argument about the flood effect, like backwards and forwards. I think probably, you know, these people, they, they, you know, they're just sucking down these uh, video essays and shit like that all the time. Um, But anyways, what they think is like, you ever heard of, uh, you ever heard of this fast and slow thinking? No. So the idea is that uh, most people, like everybody, this the, the, everybody has like basically two ways the, of sort of operating their brain, it's fast and slow. I'm not saying this is a correct thing, but it's uh, it's it's not so bad for this. And that like people are like you have the ability to sort of think rationally about things, but generally you don't. Generally you just go on things like habits and traditions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? This this is one of those that like. There's a lot of studies and stuff about this, and and if you believe those studies, and I don't know if I do because like I said, for for the exact reason that we're talking about, but they say that the decision, like the parts of the brain that lights up, like the decision making part, pops on after the part that decides what's going to happen. Like like it's like it's like you, and I tell you like. Uh, let me. I have scientific evidence that uh, large-chested women are not as good as small-chested women. Like the part of your brain is like there's like uh, you know, big, big boobs that lights up first, and then like the other part is how am I going to to tell this guy he's wrong? Like you're not mm-hmm. you're not mulling it over. You're like mm, this is interesting information. Let me let me add this to the databanks and and, and weigh things together. Like no, instantly your brain's like this man is wrong, and I ha- and now I have to find a way to prove him wrong. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I mean, that's that kind of jives with how how people are, but I don't know that it's 100% true. Yeah. And so well, it goes like this. So people can kind of like they're hard, they're like um and that whole model of the fast and slow thinking, I don't really believe that, but something things can function similar to that. And so what what happens is like in the back of their mind, they function as if uh that sort of social science is always true uh that you know the that uh, you know you're insane if you sort of question these things blah 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 but if you if you call them on stuff uh they they start spinning they they, they don't they don't they're not just like oh wait you you don't believe that well, go ahead show me your evidence i mean it, it can't be right you know what i mean you don't yeah. get that you don't you don't get that like like this guy, you couldn't be right. So go ahead, take a take a swing. You don't get that because you start getting the panic and oh god, he's, he's going to tear at stuff and blah blah blah. When they sort of go back and think, oh no, no there's peer review studies, there's peer review studies, peer review studies, 
And uh, I mean, for people who are just sort of joining us, something that we've sort of talked about a long time, I welcome everybody. Like one of the most important things that you could sort of understand politically is the uh, rep replication crisis. Look up the replication crisis. So basically, like uh, you can, and you can, like uh, they professors professors can look. You can ask them, like look at like the title of a study, and they can tell you if that will replicate. Uh, sorry, the, the 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 point of the replication crisis is that most most science and like in many fields. Uh, and this, this sort of goes further, but in science, uh, no longer replicates. And so, you know, the idea is that for something to be scientific, if I'm going to say the boiling point of hydrogen is 300 degrees, and then I test it tomorrow and it's 400 degrees, then I have an invalid result. Now you start there and you're like, oh, okay. So, wow, it must be, a, they need to sort of work harder on, on their figures. You go further. And then really, when you start getting into this, the idea that social science could be scientific is just ludicrous. It's just yeah. impossible. There's, there's, you, you, you can't, it, it has just nothing to do. And now it, it, they, they sort of use this word to try to associate it with the platinum reputation of like chemistry science and shit like that. So they want you to think that these things are similar, but it, it's literally just like theology. There's, there's nothing uh, you, you can, the social science just has nothing to do with real science. It's just total bullshit. And there are particular fields, like when talking about replication, which is like, can you repeat this? Can you get the same results from this experiment that you claim that you got in certain fields like psychology, for example, just they, they're, they're, they're basically fake. <laughs> they, they, their rates are so low that at that point, it's pretty much you're coming down to, to chance. Yes. And not all these things, most of these things are things that are like completely subjective or they're influenced by politics and these sort of studies are used in politics. Anyways, it, it's, it's, it's like total bullshit. And like our whole society rests on, on this idea, you know, yeah. in the, in the thirties and forties, we, we, we decide what we're going to do is we're going to use social science to make right decisions about how to run countries. We aren't going to go by uh you know the like theoretically the idea was that uh we're not going to go by things like patron relationships and glad handing and democracy aristocracy and stuff like that of course what happened was that um you've just recreated these things you just like the diff like instead instead of having you know the duke of earl that you owe you know that, that you owe favors to or you got your cousin that job well that's just what the scientist did blah 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 Etc. They're just trying. If you, by the way, I've known some some like heavy hitting scientists, believe it or not, yeah. and and uh, their entire world, the, their entire world revolves around Government getting grants, grants, yeah. grants, money, get begging for money, begging for money, which is like we're that that should be the exact opposite of, of based on what we're told of how science works. Well, that that this is not how. I mean, this is not how science worked in the past. And I don't mean that in like, well, it's been corrupted just because there was no, you know, like, we'll say, go back a hundred years. There was no, you're not going to get federal grant money for Jack. Like, that that's just wasn't a thing before the 20th century. Yeah. It was something that you might, you might be doing yourself to, to maybe get rich or whatever. And like, there were universities and there were always people who, 
There was always patronage, like literal patronage relationships between people who were doing science and like powerful people. And like there, there, there was to some extent, like okay, for example, uh, the Germans in the nineteenth century were very keen on. Um, we'll go with the video game analogy increasing the scientific output of Germany for like political reasons right because you want you you want to have the best artillery you want to have the best the best radios and all that stuff the social science stuff it's not that it necessarily wasn't a part of that because like you had Prussian ideas like I don't know public education but it wasn't the same thing it wasn't as important as learning how radium works right these things are just different, but starting in the twentieth century, there there was a, a explosion of grant money for these fake. If they're really, it's really sem- like theological stuff. It's like they're seminaries. That's what they're doing. And you kind of the question you have to ask yourself is why. Like, I mean, I, I think it's obvious because this is the way. You, I, I don't even have to say I think it's obvious. You can read like just read Lippmann's book. He tells you why. Because this is the way that you this is the way you control people. If you if you control the way they think, you control them. You know, a long time ago, not that no, not that long ago, there was these guys that were these these dirty business guys, and they ran the United States. They were called the robber barons. And um they just had ungodly amounts of money. You know that all that that all that money disappeared from business, and it just became these Oh, yeah, by the way, do you know that all that money they used to have, all the, those robber barons, they donate that money now. It's all donated. It's in foundations. Yeah. Uh, they use that money to control to fucking control the world, uh, tax free. Uh, these like, th- there's nothing more patronagey than than a than than these grant situations. By the way, so if you want to hear me say something nice about materialism for once, I'll say it this way: it, a perfect, a perfect. Uh, a, a reasoning for this that's not conspiratorial is that well why would you do that well if once every country on the every major country on the planet became a planned economy which is what it did in in the 20th century during and after World War Two if you're if you're our variant you have to be in the business of government now 100 percent that's all you can do because that's that is the economy now you have to do that even if you did even if you were a guy who didn't necessarily want to get involved in it and most of them did you don't have a choice this is it this is the only game in town and as time goes on that's going to become increasingly increasingly true it's because now they you know they can they have complete control over the currency in a way they didn't in the past so it would be it would be no how much different would your life be if tomorrow the United States government decided we're going to become an actual palace economy and we're just going to have like direct we're going to use the Fed and just every single transaction is going to go through us. You're it would be bad, but like it wouldn't be unimaginable. It's like a couple steps removed from where we're at now. Yeah, you know there was this moment in Boss Tweed's life where, um. His dad is trying to get him to be a to follow in the family. Back then, the uh, the best way to get a job was do what your dad did, because they could teach you how to do it. And you know things were most get you apprenticeships and stuff like that too. Yeah, and they didn't. You know they have Google and stuff, so <laughs> you could if you wanted to know how to build build uh, carriages. Like, where do you start? What tool? Where are you going to go get the tools from? How are you going to learn how to 
do this shit unless somebody brings you in. Well, if your dad already does it, then this all makes sense. So his dad was a carpenter and he made, he made furniture and he's telling him like, okay, you need to, uh, you need to, you need to, to learn this stuff. And he's really trying to work him and boss tweeds out there and he's learning accounting. And you know, this is this new thing. He's, you know, he's got this professional, uh, he's got, he's dipped his foot in the professional world. This, this thing, you know, his dad is someone that comes from basically like the medieval world. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like this pre-modern person. It's like we, you know, we you go get you go get the wood from the lumberjack. You make it in a chair. Uh, you go sell that in the market. We eat this. This is like this is all that 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 he comes from. This sort of simple market society thing. Boss Tweed hears about you know he gets an accounting. People tell him about the railroads, this thing that they got in England. And Boss Tweed's like none of the like none none of this shit like carpentry is going to matter compared to railroads. You know what I'm saying? Well, in that particular example, it's even worse because industrialization is going to mean that being a carpenter, in the sense that like you physically make that, there's going to be at the end of, at the end of the road, there's going to you're going to need about like one percent as many carpenters as you have now. And if you're it, it, you better be really good at shaping wood if you want to be that guy. Yeah, and then a little just a little bit later, you have the industrial revolution, and you have people with these like. The worst jobs, you know, I was looking at, um, I mean, when you say carpenter, you mean like he's literally making furniture, not like carpenter, like he's you know, building, his, building his, houses. His, like, uh, the house they lived at, his dad had a shop. They made chairs and desks. Ah, okay. Yeah. I think mostly chairs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, and then when the, the industrial revolutions happen, you have these horrible jobs. You know, I was looking at, um, I don't know why. These kinds of things that um, antiquey stuff, stuff that people like to, uh, stuff that you can flip if you find it, stuff like that. You know what I mean? One of these, one of these sort of random things that you, if you get a hold of, you can flip it for a lot of money is an anvil. You know, they used to, they used to make all these anvils. And uh, anyways, I was reading about this. And there's this guy bought this anvil and he's talking about the life of this anvil. Oh, this anvil, like four guys used to stand around this particular anvil. This guy found. Four guys stood around it day and night making nails. That's it. Think about what a horrible ass job that is. So I don't I don't know. Where were we well, at? We well, well, hotels. Well, hotels. Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the hotel. So where we were getting at here, uh they said don't do don't have this debate because you would be legitimizing the opposition. And that's a very strange attitude to have if you're a scientist, because like that's the entire basis of, of how science is supposed to work. It's that you have you have these ideas, and they're constantly supposed to be challenged. They bragged about this to no end. Like in our entire lives, we were taught this, right? The the reason that science was better than other, like every other uh, way of viewing the world, was that there was falsifiability. Uh, uh, it was falsifiable, right? You, uh-huh. you, somebody could come along. You could come along, and you can. Uh, throw out your own theory and contest this and change it. You can change Sir Isaac something Sir Isaac Newton said if you can prove it was true. That's supposed to be the whole point. Imagine being able to lay to be uh, a mere human and to be able to lay your hands on objective truth. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's some. Uh, you'd be you'd be riding high there. Um. But by, I, by the way, so that that statement that he said, that he said, well. I'm not going to debate RFK on Joe Rogan. That would legitimize 
what they're saying and them themselves. Uh, that's very, very like that's very easy to imagine. Like Comrade Stalin would have understood exactly what you meant. Yeah, any nobleman would understand this attitude. I, I the, why don't what you, I say? You know, this Trotsky is always bitching and complaining. He says you're not doing right, Stalin. Why don't you just, you know, <laughs> have a public debate and air it out, and you guys can, can sort of, uh, and, and you can sort of show him that your arguments are better. The so I think in the past, well, I, we know in the past it wouldn't have gone down this way. How do we know that? Because like, if you're if you're old enough to have like long-term memories of the early 2000s and 90s you remember when they would do this they would you know we've, we've made jokes about it all the time before like one of the favorite pastimes is to bring on some guy who like had crazy racial theories and just argue with them uh debates between creationists and whoever and, and stuff like that because like they uh, this was kind of their thing like i'm going to enjoy taking your taking your arguments apart like that's exactly how you would behave if like if tomorrow I don't know uh, some big blue check person challenged you to a debate on we'll say boss tweed, how would you feel about that? Would you be like I'm not going to legitimize you? I don't want to do that. No, you would be stoked because you'd have a chance to to a attack one of your enemies and b show off how much you know about the subject. It was like a recurring a recurring. Twitter thing where some it's a lot of times for whatever reason it's a, like a lady professor who complains that she was at a party where uh, some guy talked about her field of expertise and she's like and she was just like put, really put upon by him having an opinion about it. Yeah. This is like this is a dream for anybody else in the world, right? I, I, I you sorry, sorry, excuse me. You want to talk about uh, German airplanes in World War Two? Pull up a chair. Let, let, let's sit here. Let's sit here for, for like fifteen minutes and argue about which one was the best. That's uh, how you you would behave if like if things worked the way there's they say they work. I dated this girl that was like elite microbiology. She got, I mean, top top tier. Uh, she would beg me to read these papers she wrote. I mean, I would look at like the first paragraph and just ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it's like what. And I liked her. I wanted to, you know, make her feel good. But like, but yeah, I mean, she wanted me to engage with the with the things that you know she would talk about at work and stuff like that. That that it would be very bizarre, uh, unless you were, unless you were fraud. And if you're fraud, you don't want people sniffing around what you're at. And but more importantly, this is this is um, this is just clearly aristocracy. This is this is in the more the problem with that. This is the thing that we get into with when you start right wing stuff, and this, this is, where is the you, whole problem that science was in theory supposed to stop. That this would never happen because there's you have all these these things built into it that that prevent uh, an entrenched aristocracy from taking over and having the having. Um, what's what's that sound? Uh, you have to, <laughs> <laughs> this is, that uh, is so fucking loud. These are um, a golden flake, sweet heat. Chicharrones. <laughs> you know what? Before we, uh, a little like I don't know, eight o'clock before we came on, I just want you to know because you demeaned you demeaned uh, my former, I guess my former people about this. I had a a nice two nice big pieces of black forest ham. I put some I put a, a, a little bit of uh, pepper jack cheese 
and then some of that uh, dab of that Chick Fil A spicy and spicy and tangy or whatever it's called sauce on it. Just ate it just like that. I gotta tell you, when I hear Black Forest, I think the Ardennes. I, I don't know if there's no Black Forest in America. <laughs> well, we should we cut in here real quick. Um, did you you see the? Uh, everyone should go watch the new video on Doctor on Doctor Hans Georg Muller's channel, Carefree Wandering. The guy is a genius. He, <laughs> what about uh, garbage washing? Did you watch the whole video? I don't, I don't know, know if I, I watched, sent it to you. I don't know. Watch the whole video. I watched part of it. I don't know if I watched the whole thing. Sorry, Hans. So the idea, it, well, it's about you. <laughs> it's about being a German, and you know, we had a we had a friend that was from Puritan stock, and we would like, and this just, and no one told me this. I just always, we would always remark like, you really act German, <laughs> you know, about everything. They would like, and I, I couldn't put my finger on exactly what that meant. And his latest video. It's just so perfect explaining like why uh, an English Puritan would be the same sort of characteristic as as a German, which is he says like the essence of being German is like the virtue is purity. And, you know, he was given these huge lists and he said, you know, the Third Reich and stuff, you know, cleansing the the uh, the uh, the 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 bloodlines. This is just just one more thing. And he's, you know, you see, you, t- you take that away, we start doing the, the trash. And, you know, he's, <clears throat> this is the thing about, you know, people say like, um, uh, well, it's really weird for the Nazis to, to talk about the pure bloodline when a lot, most of the leadership really didn't look like that. You know, guys like Himmler and Hitler weren't six foot five Aryan people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the same thing where, you know, he's like, he says that, uh, it's like everyone knows it's widely reported in the news. So the, the, the joke is people in Germany, they all, uh, they spend all this time sorting through their trash and he even showed, he's like, I'm no different. He washes his trash before he throws it away. And it all has to be, it goes into like 10 different types of recycling bins. And, you know, he says like, it's it, people will, you know, non-German people be like, you know, like. You sort that into all these different bins. And they just throw it away in the one big thing. <laughs> he says, you know, the, the, the garbage company, they don't, they don't actually recycle that stuff. They just throw it all into a dump. And he's like, well, I'm not doing this. Point, for, yeah. I'm not doing this for the environment. This is to purify my soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, is, this is for me. It's not for you. That's the same thing. They're trying. They were, you know, they, they were, uh, of course they weren't. The, the Ubermensch. They're trying to be the Ubermensch. Yeah, you know yeah, and you know, this make memes about it, whatever, genetically, partially kraut, but I, I, I never did I never did that or, or anything like that, but I, I told you I do the thing where I keep all the food separate. Like, if, if, we, if, we're, if we're sitting down and we're having a nice dinner and there's steak and there's peas and there's corn, I'm going to eat every piece, every bit of that steak by itself and I'm going to move on to the corn and eat all that. I don't even want them touching each other on the plate. And I, I, I know there are other people like this, and I, I don't know. Maybe that's just like I'm on the spectrum. But, uh, you know, well, I'm just saying. So this goes into this other thing. Uh, so I was watching um, this older, like a couple months ago, debate between um, uh, Sargon and um, James Lindsay about liberalism. <laughs> And James Lindsay would he 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 talked about all these these sort of um 
uh, these sort of American uh, virtues of what he called liberalism. Right. And he said, like, you know, the, this is like a universal thing. Everybody should adopt this. This is like the this is like, you know, the objective way to rule your life. I, I'm obviously I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing and stuff like this. And Sargon was like, you know, the problem with you, like all this stuff you're saying, only an American could say that. He's like, because the problem, your problem is that you don't live in Europe. He's like, you don't interact with like Greek people and German people and French people. He's like, you know, there are French people. They look a lot like me. But all the stuff you're saying would never, they don't think that's the way to live. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all, he's like, all these values that you're talking about, those are just English values. It's just yeah. English culture. You don't get it. You, you think that you, you've sort of discovered uh, this sort of perfect, this perfect way of living. This is just, this is just the culture you came from. This is just English culture. You're America. You're an English country. You're, you're an idiot. You don't like. And he was talking about, you know, all these sort of values. He's talking about hard work. He, and he said, he said, you know, the the real what you need to do is doesn't matter what race you are. What you need to work. You get to work. He's like, you know, uh, I. He's like, uh, you. I'm. T I can tell you've never. You know, you've never been to Greece. <laughs> All right, if Ask Del Padian about that, bro. <laughs> he said, "If you did, you would realize this isn't a universal virtue. Other people have different priorities." I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. It, like it, it, it is, and. And that's why, like, when I say all this stuff about, you know, wow, what's your heritage is kind of a meme because like, we are straight up an English country. There's no, well, I say we were. We were. At, at the founding of the country, English country, and then, like, progressively got less. It, uh, like, okay, I, I, I hate complimenting the, the British people in their cursed island, partially because I'm an American and that's just how, that's just how we do it, right? But also because, like, if, their thing is, you know, you see the thing that you hate in yourself in the in the English because like they're they're just further along than we are because they're like t they're one hundred percent English. You know, we're we're over here dealing with like the the corn monsters and 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 all like all the stuff that that happens in, in you know in in this this beautiful continent. It's a little bit different than their island. But you see that, and you're like, I hate the way they're doing this thing. You know, I hate how their their policy on arresting people for speech, blah blah blah, whatever. But here's the thing: all like a lot of the problems that we're having right in this specific moment in 2023 come down to over time these things that you counted on as just part and parcel of living in America, living in in we'll say Angloid English whatever society. They're going away. And now you're living in a place that's not like that anymore. And no one has the vocabulary is the wrong way to say it. Like, like no one can really, can, can really explain why that's a problem because we didn't acknowledge it in the first place. Now, we, this is not always true. Like, you know, there's this really funny uh, thing where Ben Franklin said, you know, this is an Anglo-Saxon country. He basically, he said that straight up, like everybody outside of the very northern part of Germany and like the, the, southern part of the of the British Isles like everybody else is like some kind of weird foreign monster like the only human the only true human beings reside in this, this little particular area and if you bring in people to the country who aren't from that area like this is it's just all it's all going to shit immediately which is kind of like kind of funny from our perspective because you know, like 
we we broke that seal a, a, a really long time ago. Like, right? Well, you know, you you can basically um, you can assimilate people, but you have to you have to put them. You have to surround them with with people of the culture you want to keep. Well, obviously, the people, uh, no one, no one, you know, we don't have it. We we could ruminate on how bad things are, but you know. big big Ben went further with it. He said that like if you are if you are not if you're from like let's say we'll go with the German thing, like you know the 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 Rhenish German people, like the my, like the Hessians and stuff that my family came from. He said that they were POC. He said like basically they called them the tawny peoples of the world. He was straight up saying, like, if you're not, if you're not, you know, uh, from from the Midlands, England down to I don't know, uh, was it Lubeck? What was the name of that city that was like the the on the very northern tip of Germany, the Hansa city? Schleswig Holstein or whatever. No, no, no. I don't mean that. Like, it was like Lubeck, whatever. One of the, one of those you know, German cities. Like, if you're not from there, if you're from south of there, you are, you know, you're a person of color. And it's like they, they genuinely believe that, like Anglo-Saxon culture. So, but but anyway, way 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 off topic. The top- well, well, I mean, so the cultural differences would have been much stronger. Like, you know, the the classic example, and you know, I used to think this when I was younger because we all do because we're American. We're taught stupid things. Like, there's no reason why free speech would be a virtue of anybody that doesn't come from one of our cultures. There just isn't. There probably was because of, you know, the English longbowmen. If you're, if, if every, if every Englishman is like a valuable part of the military, then they can sort of speak their mind. Probably something like that. But either way, there's nothing like natural about free speech as a virtue. And the people, and the people who thought that were stupid. You're, you're, you're kind of hit, you're hitting the problem here. There, uh, it was. It is totally natural for like the 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 quote rights of an Englishman were something that was very important to the people who founded our country. Like they, when they started the war to found our country, ostensibly, if you ask them, they were fighting for their rights as Englishmen. And like this is has a very specific meaning. Like it, it comes from our. It comes from the our. I guess our shared history of you know. The barons bullying the king and forcing him to sign the Magna Carta, blah blah blah, like all that stuff. Like the the English like English sense of liberty is very was very important to people. It was it, it was considered so natural that like you know they they said that pretty much twice in in our, some of our founding documents. They're like this is just something that, that God poofed into existence, and like that it's just once you look once you you look at reality, it's just obvious this has to be true, self evident. And, you know, I guess people could think, well, you know, England was so was so successful in their world conquest. Well, then all these things must just be the right way to do things. Nobody thought this when the Spanish had a big, great empire. Um, you know, how, how you know, uh, what about the whole part about having uh, uh, an effing awesome Navy? You know, that might have something to do with it. Uh, you know, you, none of these none of these things are just automatically like. Oh, this is the best way to run things. By the way, talking about going to science, <clears throat> you know, mo- like most, I don't know about most, but a huge amount of these great scientific inventions came from like regular ass guys living in England with no education. There's a lot of the, 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 the age of discovery or whatever. A lot of that stuff was real front loaded. You know, they, 
we coasted for a very long time on like well, a, a very brief window of sci- of scientific advancement to convince everybody that this is going to be the way things will work forever. Well, like, like it's, the thing is, like that's not all, the only way to do things, and other people do th- like uh, you know the great advances of, of the like the, the age of sail. Those came from like uh, these highly ordered, highly centralized systems in Portugal, were like. The king, take you know, like uh, there was no just like, oh, I'm just a random guy and I discovered this new kind of optic or compass or something like that. That didn't happen. But the kinds of things the English invented were these kinds of things that uh, this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> to loop back to the the original point, and and you kind of um, you 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 got us there. This is a sign when they say this out loud. Don't do that. Don't legitimize them. That even they know this is not true anymore. They they whether or not they like consciously know that they sub- subconsciously understand it's bullshit. That it, it doesn't exist. It, that like falsification. When like none of that stuff. The scientific method. They don't really believe in it. They believe in in. Mike, use, make, Mike makes right. Right, and, and this if you if you. You like if you're a fan of sick little history, this makes sense. But this like this means you've moved on the notch. And I'm not saying it's a good thing that like that, that they're not going to even uh, allow debates anymore because it's not. It's not a good thing if you're if if the like the people in charge believe in saying things like you know perhaps forcing everybody to stay indoors for for months at a time to avoid catching a, a, a cold. Like it's really bad that they don't even allow you to to dissent from that without losing your job or or you know kicking you off of Patreon.com. But that's just like you have to go through this. This is just, this is one stage, and and we we have for for what for better or worse moved from you know twenty we'll say twenty plus years ago to a new stage now where they realize that they don't. Here's the thing, like, and, and this goes back to what we said earlier. Like, if you meet somebody at a party who wants to talk about something that you know a lot about, you're going to enjoy that. The only way you wouldn't enjoy is, like you said, if you're a fraud or you know there are high stakes and you're not confident in your ability to to defeat them. Like when Jerry Springer brings on the the KKK guy, he knows that he's not going to have any problem dealing with them. In you know in 1995 or what or ni- whenever he's on the show, he just he feels very confident that he can handle this person and do and do whatever. And the people that they ha- would would come on the show to be like the straight man felt that way too. They don't feel that way anymore. They do not. They feel. And Yarvin told us this in person, and I didn't believe him, but he I guess he he must be right that they're scared. They're really scared. That's not that is not good news, by the way. Because that's when people become incredibly dangerous. Yeah, but uh, the only way out is through. Like, and so yeah. you're, you're right. So you the, can do about this. The thing about debate is that um, it's debate. There is cooperation in debate. And I don't mean like in the pro wrestling sense, but like you, you can't really. And, and even if you do, if you debate somebody, you are a little bit uh, sort of teaming up, like ten percent. Uh, there's I have some examples of this. So I, I debated a guy like a month or two ago. Um, now I follow him. I don't hate him. Uh, I like what he says. He has he says some nice things, especially about crime and stuff like that. Um, but um, uh, I don't hate him. I I could definitely get along with him. I probably hate him before I debate him. 
you know, Christopher Hitchens would have had these sort of very violent things he would say about religious people. Then as later on, as he started debating these guys, um, he became friends with them. And they would just, they would like literally just travel, you know, they would do a traveling thing to go around doing debates and stuff. <laughs> and they would just travel together. They were friends. Because you, and they're like, things aren't really that bad yet if you're still debating. Yeah. You're still, like, we're still kind of on the, everything is still okay if you're if you're still debating it's this you know it's it's that uh your wife throwing throwing a plate at your head is way better than uh somebody's delivering uh certified letters to you (laughs) (sighs) perfect analogy yeah uh and so we're we're not we're not at that level so now we're at the level of raw power And, and and this is this is a problem for some uh right wing people if you start getting into like too much power worship because you're going to be like well uh you get into a weird mind thing because you're like well these people are exerting raw power well that's awesome that's uber mitch but the, the the problem is that the problem is that things are are obscured and unformal and we can't we can't go ahead we can't go anywhere like it would be better if democrats would just be like um uh you know actually like the reason the reason why we uh like the reason like no, you have to just give money to groups that vote for us because that's our people. Uh, and that's all that matters. Uh, actually you have, and this guy would be like, actually you have to, uh, uh, do, do the vaccine, all this stuff. So we don't have to drive to work, blah, blah, blah. All these reasons why we love this stuff. Um, like that's because the, the real power and what they have is that it's, it's obscure. It's not direct. It's, and like that is the superpower. That is power without uh, responsibility. It's you are in a thousand times better position if you have to be directly oppressed. Yeah, because now you're getting clo- now you're getting close to getting out of it. Because that do- that don't last forever. This this living in a miasma. You're sort of voting for candidates that don't do shit. You're not really. sure. Sh- I don't know. I guess something's going on at the university. I'm not really sure. Um, I guess there's these guys on Wall Street. Black, what's going on at BlackRock? I don't know. Um, it'd be better if BlackRock guy is just sending guys with guns to shoot you. Then you can actually fight back. Yeah. This. Why did I bring this all up in the first place? I, I was I was going somewhere with it. They're not. Once again, they're not wrong to say like that. There are red lines. There are things that you just can't debate. Everybody, everybody, if you have any kind of, I don't know, moral philosophy, whatever, you have to have something like this. Otherwise, you're just like a, a I don't know, an amoeba floating in the ether. You're just, you're not even a, you're not even a person with agency anymore. Everybody has this line. There are these things, these lines you cannot cross, and there's no, you can't have debates about them. What they, <laughs> this is, is a unique problem for them, I think, because, like I said, their religion, like the text of their religion says that everything must always be open for debate. There's no, I, I can't think of any religion in human history that, that had this as a precept. In fact, it was always quite the opposite. You're just simply not allowed to do that. I think this is an inherent problem for them. It's one of the many reasons why I always say I don't think their religion can last. I just don't think it can work. But. They're not wrong that there are red lines. They're not wrong that there are times that you, that you should have that you should say to somebody, uh, 
stop saying that or I'm going to shoot you, right? There are just, everybody has that, that point. Now, completely, everybody, completely unrelated point. I'm going to hit the button just to make it clear how. We make it look easy. News story. A federal judge on Tuesday struck down Arkansas's ban on, quote, gender-affirming treatment for transgender youth, dealing the strongest blow yet to state prohibition on such care. Uh, James, uh, James Moody Jr., a judge appointed by Barack Hussein Obama, said that the state's Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act violated the U.S. Constitution and that the 2021 law cannot be enforced by state officials. This is obviously going to go up the ladder. It's going to go to the Court of Appeals, and it could go all the way to the Supreme Court. Let's play a game. So I've I've been good on every time on this before. I don't know if my luck's going to run out, but I'm about to Google that name. I have not done it yet. All I know is there's a name, and my money is on that he went to Berkeley's Law School. Let's, James M. Moody. Okay. That's uh, not that name doesn't sound Berkeley, but let's see what happens. Uh, big money, big ooh, money. Oh boy. Wrong. Way wrong. Wow. But he is a he is a district court judge. He that's that he's from his district. He is a hick live. Oh yeah. So what is this? This has nothing to do with the thing I said before. Oh for sorry. Reasons, for legal reasons, but but you know how there's a meme that like it's over, and it's got the little guy with the glasses, and he looks really sad, right? You know, it, it's over. The West has fallen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think that, well, if you believe in cyclical history, it's never over. But I think if there was anything that you could say it's over about, that like, that the time of your people is over, because that's, that's always on the table. History might be cyclical, but the existence of like a distinct groups of people was not. You can, you can vanish from the face of the earth. I'm going to make a bombastic statement, and I don't like to do that in general, but I'm going to make one now. I think that if people will accept, uh, like you know, castrating children, like if if we would just go along with this, then it is over. Mm. That's it. If if like if if judges say you have to let these people do this no matter what Arkansas and the people and, and Arkansas's government says okay well I guess we're gonna have to let them cut off the baby's dicks and stuff if that happens it it is over you you have you have surrendered so so fully that you will be replaced by something or somebody you're just not gonna exist as a people anymore I wow. really genuinely believe this. this is the red line this is it I don't. You, th- I don't know. Let's talk about that. So first off, um, something I've gotten used to because from following um, from following um, my governor, DeSantis, <laughs> DeSantis yeah. is that everything DeSantis does gets thrown out at the, whatever the the first district level or whatever. Yeah, I, I think he, like his district level is like super lit, and every time he says, "Look." Don't freak out. This is gonna like I'm, we're gonna win this. I know I'm a lawyer guy. Blah blah blah. Um, and so there's that. And I would expect this to go further. Also, I mean, there, there's there's more there's more to it too. I mean, there there's a bigger conversation in this about technocracy in general. Yeah. Which is 
Like, what are people like allowed to vote for? And they keep trying to, and of course, that's not much anymore. They try to keep constraining that and constraining that with the Civil Rights Act and civil rights in general, uh, cheat codes. Um, this is the sort of thing, like, you feel like you're playing politics, but, you know, uh, they have a button that they can use whenever they want to. That guy right. debated about, about the disparate impact. You know what his argument was about disparate impact? We only use it when we really need it. <laughs> They're using it a lot more often lately, I've noticed. You know, I, I know, but like, and you, you know, it's like, yeah, that must be an awesome position to have. You know, you got like, you got a little button that you know, like, if you use it too much, people are going to get really pissed. But when you really need it, you can reach for it. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, let me be clear. I'm not saying that. That like that this ruling means it's over. I, I mean, because this is going to go to another to appellate court, and it might end up at the Supreme Court. And you know what? I, I mean, Gorsuch did kind of cause this, so you know it's not necessarily a slam dunk if it makes it the Supreme Court that they would rule this way. It, it, my my like here's my bold take, my bold proclamation: if at some point the courts establish case law that that you cannot pass law like this. They are unconstitutional. You have to allow this in every square inch of the United States soil. You have to be able to, you know, it's, it's, it's not funny. It's sad. Like you say, castrate kids, but like that, there's not even a word for, for like sterilizing, uh, girls because like no society in human history would ever do something like this. Like there's no word for, for doing that, like, you, there, there's never been a time actually. Like, you know, it'd be cool if we like had women, but we made it so they couldn't have children anymore. Or there's, just, there's not even a word. It's just so insane. Or send them, send them to an offensive war. Yeah, yeah. Which, which <sighs> we we do both. Uh, my, my point here is that if the courts say you have to allow this, and then both state governments accept this, and people accept their government's accepting this. If like we had an abortion type situation, but with turning kids transsexual, it, I think, I think it genuinely like for like the American people, it's over. That's it. You, you've, you're, you're like, and this, Hey, this happens to, to groups of people. They just, they uh, get, they give it up. They, they, they no longer care about like their continued existence. It just, yeah, you know, take it or leave it. Like, I think I think once you reach that point, where, like you literally don't care if they're turning your if you're turning your children into into eunuchs, you don't care about anything anymore. Like all you would have to do if you're Arkansas and this and this goes to the Supreme Court and they agree with this judge is say, okay, that's cool. I'm I'm I see I see understand how you feel, Neil Gorsuch, but the Arkansas National Guard says otherwise. And anybody who tries to do this is going to get arrested. And then you can, you know, Joe Biden, you can send in the 101st Airborne, and we'll we'll do this dance all over again like we did in the 50s. Well, I don't know if Sarah Huckabee is the right person for that. No, I don't. I I I I think that, I, I, unfortunately, I think that they they will just accept it. Because like you know, people like that, their their whole existence is. You know, it, it's it, there's a lot of personal value in being the deal maker, 
King Cyrus is uh, one of his satraps, like his Greek satraps, right? You're betraying your, your people by doing this job. But like, you get a lot of benefit out of it. That's the point. Like, you, you might be screwing over your own people, but you personally benefit. Like, that's just the, the role that these people, these people play. Here, oh, by the way, so here's what I think is going to happen. Because going back to England, so you know what England, so I believe that many of these countries, especially in Scandinavia, Scandinavia have banned this, right? Yeah, they're backing away from it right now. Right. Now, I think what you're going to see, I, what England has done is um, basically drastically reduced. They made it so the only people that can do this are, quote unquote, research institutions. Right. So you can't go to your GP. So there's like, you know, five guys in London can do this. So so statistically, unless they're working around the clock, um, this is, that would drastically reduce the number. Whereas if you if you had a lot of money, you could you could call in favors and get your PP chopped off. That's not the worst way to do things. The goal is always to try to reduce these things, especially in 300, 300 bazillion people in this country. Mm-hmm. Like you I don't, they, I'm sure we can't stop, uh, you know, these celebrities from doing this from their children because they have a lot of money. Now, maybe they have to get on a flight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I agree. You're, you're probably right about that, but I don't think that matters. Like my point, and this is totally distinct from my own point. Like if, if they pass this law, you know, or sorry, if they strike down this law and say like, you have to allow this to happen. And then like the federal government itself says, okay, we're going to restrict how many people can do this to their children. Like, I still think that's an L. If people accept this, you're just dead. You're dead as a people. It doesn't matter. Like, if, if, if the only thing stand between between like your children being turned uh, to, to not turn like like uh, warped into like a, a crude mockery of the opposite sex is whether or not like some Fauci guy says it's okay or not. That's the same thing. It doesn't matter what his opinion is like if he's making his decisions you're dead as a people you're done there is no future for you at all well i mean so you're you're like you're a zombie culture zombie demographic you're just people who are currently inhabiting space but you're not going to in 100 years or less well so i understand what you're saying i think that this issue is nowhere near as big as the issues that we've already lost on. And that's, that's most, and that's, that's marriage. So, and I don't mean gay marriage. I mean the fact, and like, I, maybe that's, I'm sure that's part of it, but like what, like yeah. what, what kind of virtue can you aspire to when most, like most kids are born out of wedlock. They don't know where daddy is. Um, I don't everybody, think I agree with that. Like you're, you're how, well, can, how can you have a deep, like, there's no way, like, what if we did everything else right, but everybody's growing up in a broken home? Right. I, I mean, you're that you're right about. This is like a, this is the one of the biggest L's that we took in in human history. But I don't think that that is worse than this because, like, w- whatever. In theory, right now, you could you could take your your, your kids or whatever, and you could inculcate them and raise them in an environment where, in theory. They're going to make diff. They're not going to make those decisions. You can become Amish or whatever, right? You can do that. You make that decision. You ultimately have that control. This is straight up: Are your children? Do your children belong to you, or do they belong to the state? 
And that, and like once you reach the point of like your children belong to the state, not just the state is is interfering in your relationship, like deciding whether or not uh, a personal relationship is valid or not, which has always been the domain of religion, by the way. Like that's just just very a very strange thing for 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 a quote unquote secular state to be involved in. When it comes to your offspring, that's like that's the last level. I don't think there's anything deeper than that. Like maybe slave, like literally slavery. Well, first off, so so what you're talking about, that's that's California. So that's not this. So this, I, this you still got to get parents to sign off. And which, by the way, I mean, imagine those parents. Right, uh, but I, I think, I, I, sure. Remember, if you remember, if you stop that person from doing this, that idiot is still raising that. That's that's that that idiot is still that kid's like. Uh, uh, they're their parent. They're the most important people. They're the smartest people in the world. Then that reach. Yeah, yeah, but like you're right. This is not intending as California. But like, if you can't even say no, you're not allowed to do this to your to your children in this state. You're never going to make pro. Like the, the the ratchet has been shut, and there's only one direction you can possibly move in. That's 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 my point. Like yeah, like if if I don't know. I, this is a. I know we like to like we like to talk about California and stuff. It's which is funny because it's a beautiful state. And we know a lot of nice people who came from it. A lot of people we admire. But it's like I like San Diego. It's a very beautiful place. It's kind of like from from the perspective of how like how people choose to live there. It's already over for California. I don't think that I, it's just it's just over unless unless you just have a, a quick like a, a rapid about face. But like if it's over in Arkansas too. Then it's just over. Period. That's it. If you can't even, if you, if, if Arkansas and West Virginia and places like that can't even really mount uh, uh, the slightest counteroffensive against this, then it's just it's done. And I kind of we, I don't know. I there there's no there's no way to finish that thought without being a doomer. So I'm not going to do it. I mean, in my opinion, the families are the most important thing. There is. Yeah. And all these other things, uh, I mean, it's super important. It's super important, but it's like, it, it means nothing when people come from broken families. I want to I read you something uh, written by, and you'll never believe this, by Janet Yellen <laughs> and, a profess, and a Berkeley professor. Now, this came out in 1996, and so being a Democrat was a different kind of thing in 96. <laughs> really different. Listen to this. Janet Yellen wrote this. In 1965, there are people listening to this that were, that were alive. <laughs> people were li- <laughs> yeah. my, my car was almost made in 65. <laughs> In 1965, 24% of black infants and 3% of white infants were born to single mothers. Three! You need one hand. (laughs) By 1990, that number had risen to 64% for black infants, 18% for whites. So that's what... uh, it's a six-fold increase. For Black people tripled up. White people uh, six-timed up. Six-tupled? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this was written in 96. I think we're on the cusp of going uh, a flat 50%. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it was like wasn't like 70 75% for black people and like something around 50%. It was 40 44 something like that for for white. Yeah. It's lower yeah. for Asians, but you know, that's the it won't it won't if they stay here long enough it won't be. Right. And now you know, we're not talking about uh a divorce and all this kind of stuff. We're talking about where's daddy? Um now, you know, you know what, you know what her solution was to this, right? I, I, I mean, she doesn't say it's a solution. Um, she she starts talking about uh, she wants contraceptives and stuff like that. But uh, and the more what she also brings up that she says that uh, one of the reasons why her explanation for this, and and she and like she's right, but I mean, I, I in a highly disagreeable way, she says this isn't a big deal because the reason why this happened is that we lost our, our cultural institution of shotgun marriages. Yeah. Yeah. She's right. She's absolutely right. Now, she uh, thinks that was a good thing. If I was born 10 years later, I might have been one of the the percentage that was single. My, my parents had a shotgun marriage. Everybody did. Yeah. Well, well, unless, you're, unless you're one of the fucking Rockefellers. <laughs> why, why, like... Why else would you get married? The whole point of getting married is to raise a little baby. It, what, what, why? Like the, there's the <laughs> kids is the point of marriage. It wasn't like, well, you know, this this will this will this will expand the Peter Schmidt portfolio if I, <laughs> if, you know, if, if I marry Linda. It was it was shit. I knock, I knocked this girl up. I got to get we got to get married. We have to get married. You, I mean, I don't know if people know know out there. Why they call it shotgun marriage? Because daddy was standing beside behind you with the with the Mossberg. Because you'd get shot with a shotgun if you didn't marry her. And you know what? Uh, these people they uh, they they had a much higher. That's how people got married, and they stayed married. Well, in whatever we don't need to go belabor this but like the the it, it, you know the person will say well but yeah there was abuse and people were in un- unhappy marriages and like both those things are true but it doesn't matter because what's worse what's yes, worse what's worse yeah. what's worse what's worse is what we have now uh there's you don't realize there's no gangbanger that growed up in a home with, with daddy and mommy in the house no there's nobody that that's 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 bust into your car that's that's uh not like all these people that are that are massive shitheads or they're they're pooping in the in the subway or all these people are they come from uh broken homes there's something about the human physiology or brain that uh it's it's important and well, you can you, you know you can you can are you know we've heard a million times these democrats write these articles where they're like uh they're theorized like, you know they 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 even say like well, we're going to theorize some way where this isn't the case, but guess what? It's not the case. You you, you have to have this, or you're going, or it, it doesn't matter if you cut your pee off, if you join, if you join a gang, uh, if you join Antifa. It, well, who cares? Like, whatever way you're going to do is going to be shitty. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and historically, you couldn't, you couldn't really. Like police or prote- or protect people from this. So what would happen historically is that you'd have these people who were growing up in in chaotic environments, and they would go on to like you know steal a horse, and then you'd kill them, and then that's it. 
And it was yeah. a huge amount of turnover for the, for these kind of people. Like, if you look at, like, the, well, since, since we were established earlier in English country, uh, look at England after industrialization. There were just these teeming masses of people who were, like, forced to go into London to, to work. In fact, a lot of them didn't want to. Like, you know, there were Luddites or people who wanted to farm and stuff like that. But they had to go become factory workers and live in these little tenements, and they hated it. And, you know, they were prostitutes and <laughs> people who were uh, children out of wedlock and, uh, uh, you know, drunk on gin 24-7. And what would happen was you just have this huge swath of the, of the population that would bust out and commit crimes and stuff. And they would, be, they would receive what we today would consider incredibly draconian punishments. And that was lenient compared to what they were doing 200, 300 years ago before then, which was just like every crime's punishment is death. Like there's no you don't go you don't really go to jail for stuff. It's just like either either you're gonna get lashed or somebody's gonna chop your head off. That's pretty much what it comes down to, and that's how you deal with with uh, a chaotic society. That's the like the only way you do it. Either that or your society ends and it's replaced by people who are, who are willing to do those things. Yeah. Now, however, now there like so I've heard this argument in terms of like there's a genetic component. So, like, the people would say, yeah. well, the reason why that black number is so much higher than white number is genetic. Possible. But when you have 65 to 1996, you have the white rate go up six times. It's not possible for these people to, like, now, you know, the thing about the thing about the, uh, the, this question, the question of reproduction, is this is where you get um, uh, sort of things happen really fast. Like right, so like when South Korea can't have has a birth rate of of 0.5, their society like those things change fast. This is how you this is that's how the way these things are. However, uh, clearly that's not a genetic thing. When when white people go from three percent to fifty percent well, in fifty okay, years. Okay, in nineteen sixty five, the well the, the the problem with this is is that you don't have the same pool of people in nineteen sixty five as you in nineteen ninety five even. Even when you're accounting for like the the race the race of people, you just don't have the same you don't have the same pool of people. They might not be the same the same kind of white people. Like I I, I don't really care. I don't I I don't really care about this subject. So like I don't I don't really have a dog in this hunt either way. I, if my personal opinion is yeah, obviously like there's some amount of it is is genetic and and you're and anyone who says it's not is a liar. They they know you know families who like stuff runs in their bloodline because of course it does how else would you how else would things be passed on like how else do you look like your daddy if not for for genetics yes however like um you have like you cannot you can refuse to tolerate this behavior y yes so th this is this is what i was going to get at here here's the way to bridge these two things like you can let's say there's like there's two schools of you know um, i would rather be a bank robber like in my heart I don't like I don't want to work a job and like you know uh take girl out on date and stuff. I want to be like a uh you know like a uh Genghis <laughs> you be stealing sheep like you were meant to it's in your blood. Yeah, I want to I want to get women on a nighttime raid. I want to rob banks. Uh you know, however, you know, society has a role to to sort of mold which way I go. Yes, and and we'll we'll, we'll uh We'll avoid labels, and we'll just say, let's say there are two wings of uh, 
we'll say essentialist thought about this, right? And there's there, there's one is it's entirely culture that like the the culture you're brought up in determines all of this and the rules that set forth and the, the way the, the things like the laws that govern behavior customs. And then the other one is like that it's mostly genetic. And you know, by the way, uh, you can go to Steve Saylor's Twitter account and he'll he'll give you reams and reams and reams of like twin studies and stuff like that. This is this is that like that ultimately you fall back to the 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 way of living that is genetically determined by your parents. And like I'll just say this, uh, I've changed in my over the course of my life I have changed my views on a lot of stuff. But in the end, once I once I became like an, an older adult male, like uh, I, I went back, I pretty much fell in line with the way my family did but that's neither here nor there it doesn't matter and here's why it doesn't matter you even if that second part was true you can pretend it's not as long as you do that through like the the rules method like if you pretend that it's culture and it's like well you violated the rules of this culture so now you have to go to jail for the rest of your life and we're or, or you know now you're going to be uh, sitting in this chair and we're going to zap you with electricity and you did these things and we're not going to tolerate it and maybe that won't uh work in the sense that like you're always going to have x number of uh, you know you're always going to have x number of more uh, white guys stealing hubcaps than asian people maybe that's true but it doesn't really matter as long as you're putting them in jail it, it only matters in the sense when somebody comes along with the alternative theory, which is that actually it's a big conspiracy theory because society is really racist and it hates blacks, which is like, it's a really funny thing to say. They live in 2023 America. Like that's their, that's their like theory of everything, by the way. That, like, try, they, apply, try applying at the fire department. I, but not even that, like stuff like quotas and, and stuff like just turn on your television. Like this country worships black people. Like it's not even it's not even close to to an argument. Like if you, every every everybody with like a, a, a bit of political power, social social power, like they worship black people. They love them. Like you just could to to believe that there's like this big conspiracy theory to like to destroy this this group of people is kind of funny. So like that's the only danger, and you can just say. That's not true. Just shut up. You're wrong. It's it's not true. So if you want to pretend it's culture, pretend it. Well, you can you can you can't go wrong pretending it's culture, as long as you actually enforce the rules. And and like people attack the, it's about personal responsibility, people. But like they're not they're not wrong about that. They just don't really believe it. They have no they have no will to actually. Like per- play by those rules. Uh, personal responsibility um, involves your parents. Now, now, by the way, you can be the best among us and have and daddy not be around. I would think of someone like um, sure, uh, Audie Murphy. I think his dad split when he was uh, kindergarten age or whatever. He just left one day. And Audie Murphy became a great man. However, I mean, Audie Murphy would tell you, you know, it, it put him back a little bit. 
Yeah, a little bit. When you're talking about large numbers of people, everything is going to be contingent like this. Like, like yeah, you you've it's known somebody. Back a little bit. You've known somebody who ate like three Big Macs every day, and he was skinny as a rail his entire life. But, like that's just not how it works. Like, on on a large scale, if everybody eats three Big Macs a day, they're not going to be skinny. Like, this is just how it is. Like if you're on a large scale, if nobody's dad's around, you're not going to have good outcomes. And, and you're going to have to work a lot harder. And in general, when you take a, uh, when you take a, 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 a like a, a snapshot across millions of people, there's going to be trends. By the way, let's quote Janet Yellen here. Not Steve Saylor, Janet Yellen. <clears throat> Janet Yellen wrote this. One final puzzle requires explanation. The black shotgun marriage ratio began to fall earlier than the white ratio and shows no significant change in trend around in trend around 1970. Here, federal welfare benefits may play a role. For women whose earnings are so low that they are potentially eligible for welfare, an increase in welfare benefits has the same effect on out-of-child wedlock births as a decline in the stigma to bearing a child out of wedlock. Right. Was sorry, what can you explain that? Like well, these two things are are directly related, right? Isn't that what she's saying? Like this is like it, once it became it no longer a stigma that to be a bastard, then you're going to get a lot of bastards, and people want to take accept the money for it. The difference in welfare eligibility between whites and blacks, and the patterns of change in benefits rising in the 1960s and falling thereafter, may then explain why the decline in the black shotgun marriage ratio began earlier than that for whites. Uh, because blacks on average have lower income than whites, they're more affected by change of welfare benefits. Yes, uh, and, and, and this is like, uh, if, you, if you've listened to like uh, normie, like Republican talk radio back in the day, they would say, they would point this out, and it's absolutely true, like that, that this system uh, discourages you from marrying. Like if you get a woman pregnant and you're, and you're broke and like eligible for welfare, it's, it's actually materially a bad idea to marry her because like she's now going to, you're going to get less money from the government. We ain't got to work this out. I ain't got to throw a plate at your head. You can just, you can just ramble. Yeah. I'll get free money from the government to not work. Yeah. And, but, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. I, and like, th look, this, this is a more important issue than anything else. And we have, like we're in the total, like we're we're in the total, we're in such a fail state that like, uh, event like it, it has to like I don't know how, well I mean in a long enough time frame it has to come back. Whatever sort of wins you can have and sort of fan like the families are more important than anything else culturally. Anything else, got nice happy families. You got daddy sticking around, uh, helping with the homework. Mom's going to the baseball game. Everybody, then you're going to have an awesome society. Well, this comes up. This comes up a lot too. Like what you just said, uh, Sargon or whatever could could come in and say, like, also this is also something that you believe because of who you are, not specifically English, but because a very specific part of Europe has this has this view. Not everybody shares this idea. If you go to places, uh, other parts of the world, they don't organize stuff that way. Well, they never have, and you know, and those are worst places to live. Well, I mean, so it's like uh, it's certainly possible. I don't know that, um, like the the specific way this this sort of pans. I mean, well, clearly, you know, they have places where you have 
uh, polygamy and stuff like that. You're, talk, you're talking about the nuclear families, what you're talking about. Right. And yes, things are better when, when, you, like, when, when they are intact. Period. That's end of this discussion. Well, we we have no conception of what this country will be like when that is no longer the norm. We're, we're getting closer to it every day. Like this is, and not not just this country, but like people in uh, like whatever the Protestant West, whatever you want to call it. Like if you if you're not in like the the Northwestern European people, we don't know what it's like to live outside of that environment. Other than like, if you go to live in like you know Greece or Morocco or something, you can experience it like that way. But you don't know what it's like for your for your your own home to be that way. And people are very very cavalier about this and have accepted for a long time. It really it really aggravates me. You'll see me argue with people on Twitter about this constantly because they do the same. A bullshit sociology textbook lie about the nuclear family. They're like, oh, it was invented in 1950 by Coca-Cola and and all that stuff. It's not true. This is how we've been. This is how we've been for hundreds of thousands or of thousands of years. You don't even know what life is like outside of that unless you've lived in a foreign country where they don't organize themselves this way. Right. I mean, for us, for anything that we know of, there's a the the what, what are they? What's the phrase? But the the righteous path is very narrow. There's only one way this works. And the problem with this is that this is different than other, other things like, um, which by the way, I mean, this is, this kind of even goes to the stuff about chopping your peepee off or women that don't have ba- like the, you know, these, the, a lot of the uh, people, something people talk about more on the right is like, um, women that just take SSRIs and they take, um, uh, birth control and they're just sleeping around with all these people and stuff like that. And that's just sort of their life. Like, that's a problem, but that doesn't, that doesn't like, uh, that's gonna, uh, that doesn't affect me as bad as the people that, uh, they get knocked up and they don't get married. Those are the people that are gonna come, uh, you know, break into my house and, and get and spend and cost us a billion dollars in court fees and put your hands up, put your hands up, stop resisting, stop resist. You know what I mean? All this yeah. shit. These people are uh, th- this. This is a dangerous problem to all of us. You you could say I don't know. There's a theory and and I don't know. Depending on how negative I am or positive, I might believe it or not believe it. At certain times like that the the way. The way we behave about crime and just the behavior of shitty people in general is a luxury that was afforded by having massive amounts of wealth. It didn't really—they didn't really do this before. It happened before the war to some extent, like World War II. But really, it kicked in the overdrive after World War II. It peaked in the '60s. There was a moment where things we lost some of that prosperity and they ratcheted it right back. And now, and we 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 we're back on top again where we were, money wise. And now they're stretching it. They're stretching it to the limit again. Is the argument that it's just like the millions of things that are just part of like the zero interest rate society that once that goes away, these things go away? I don't know because I don't I don't think that's it's that simple. Like yeah, eventually people will just demand that you start uh, <laughs> putting these people in jail at the very least, which they're not doing anymore. 
but they'll probably they'll they'll probably go a lot further than that. But it doesn't matter because you have to deal with these people for a generation or more. Like you, you at this point, if you have a bunch, if you have, it doesn't have to be many people. If point zero five percent of American society were just like criminally insane people running running amok, that would be a problem for twenty to thirty years, no matter what. Unless you just threw them all in jail. And is, it, does anybody think it's as low as it's half a percent? Well, it might be in double digits by this point. <clears throat> Especially <throat> considering all the people who've, like, who've like come across. Like, There's a lot of people who've come across the border who, and this is kind of a, a boomer conservative take, but it's not wrong. There's a lot of people who come across the border who, <laughs> they're, they're going to they're be a big problem uh, f- for us 50 years from now, much less 20. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, in that debate, the guy brought up, he's like, uh, illegal versus illegal immigration. It's like, we have birthright citizenship, so what's the difference? There's, yeah. There is no, fun- like, if you, if you have a uterus, you are, you know, uh, and you're here, you're on vacation at Disney World or whatever. Um, I mean, you're, you're involved in the American citizenship process. Yeah. Uh, you, you can give somebody citizenship easier than, than the president. Um, yeah. So the thing is that there are problems and then there are like exponential problems. There are problems that create more problems. You know, we were talking about love line recently. You know, one of the, the, the things about love line is that, uh, everybody knows this, but like, um, uh, people that abuse children, they got abused. Yeah. Now that puts you in a weird situation, right? So when, when they're, that person at one point was someone that should be offered a lot of sympathy. But the fact of that, like, and this is where you start talking about, like, there's more, there, there's more, there's people that are important in, in like how you run through your society. There's also people that have died that are important. Like it's a, like George Washington doesn't have a 0% and shouldn't have a 0% uh, sort of, basis on how this country is run but there's also people in the future and so when you don't contain a child abuser if you don't if you don't contain them they're going to make more yeah and this is how this shit works you realize you know these women that have have 10 kids with 10 different daddies you know you you don't have to be a genius to figure out how they grew up if you look at the and well I guess the caveat, like social science, is fake. But even social science says that if you look at the rate of people, like every children who are abused are almost always abused by a man who lives in their house who's not their father. Mom, it, mom it does, boyfriend. It, it does happen. Like there are men who abuse their biological children, but it's like. I think it's like single digits of the the people who are abused. It's like the vast vast majority is it, it's 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 mom's boyfriend, like you said. And there are a lot. In my, in my hometown, there was a uh, a band leader. Yeah. Getting at him. Yeah, and it's just it's it's obvious. It's a lot of reasons why you're you don't have, you don't have to really think about it too hard. Like, of course, that's true. So if you have reordered your society in a way that that there's like a 50-50, probably not even, it's probably worse than that now. Like if you got if you get married at 20 and have a kid, it you probably have a less than 50% chance of staying married for the rest of your life to that person. If you make it so like 
a good chunk, if not a, 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 a majority, or maybe even like a, a really high, like 60, 70% majority of people are going to be put in that position. You've just created the like environment for a disgusting place. You're going to, it's going to be full of broken people and like predators and prey. And it's going to be horrible. You, you have, when I, if people don't, I think we all kind of become inured to this because we, we like, for the most part, if you're our age, you are, we're two or three, depending on who you are listening to this, you're two or three generations into this. I don't know. They call it the sexual revolution, but whatever it is, you're, you're, we're already ensconced in it firmly. We can't even imagine. We don't remember the before times. We have to like look at books and, and, and pictures and stuff of, of a time before this. Uh, imagine what it'll be like for people who can't remember a time when it was ever normal for mom and dad and child to be together, when it was normal for most of your peers to to grow up and uh, become and remain the same sex that they were born as, or if it was normal to expect like you would you would be in a classroom with with uh, thirty kids and twenty nine of those kids. Are going to uh, are going to grow up and uh, marry the opposite sex and have children. You well, can't even conceive what it's like to live in a place where those things aren't true. But we're headed there, and nobody really knows what it's going to be like. I would say, you know, one thing I noticed listening to Loveline is that you know the the kids who would call Loveline are like um, they were dumb, but they were sort of, you know, they were thinking about stuff. Right. You know, you're you're you're. A couple IQ points ahead of the next guy. If you're like, if you're calling Love Line, because you're like, wow, there's this, there's this thing on my, on my sack. You know, I've got <laughs> this, I got this, um, this growth in my sack. I better call this doctor, this smart guy, to tell me what to do in my sack. You're on your way to being a genius if you do that. You know? <laughs> if, and so, uh, what you would find, what you would, and they would talk to these kids and they'd ask them about what they're a huge amount of them were like Mormon or grew up in very Catholic, very, uh, very Protestant. They were just, they come out of very religious households. And I don't, and like the, what's obvious is that, you know, these people have a lot of kids and kids that are like, you know, not just re Yeah. And so those people will be around. And, um, you know, the, the thing about our, the thing is that these, the, the thing about the shotgun marriage is that it's containment. It's yeah. containment. This, like, the we, if you have a shotgun... You have to assimilate. Corolla came from a, a screwed-up, broken home. He would talk about this constantly on the show. But, like, you had to, you had to assimilate into the, like, the, the broader, normal culture. So, like, even if you were screwed up, you had to act out the life of a normal person. You had, like, yeah, okay... You uh, you bang the entire football team under the bleachers. It doesn't matter. Now you got to put on the white dress and you got to pretend like you're June Cleaver. You just have to do this, and that's that is it. Genuinely important, no joke. Uh, people kind of a lot of the people on, who we talk to on Twitter about politics just think that's nothing. That it mean that it was like a, it meant nothing and it wasn't important, but it is very important. Like it, it, uh, eventually, all LARP becomes reality. If you LARP at something long enough, it becomes who you are. There is no question about this. I think anybody who tells you all, the opposite is lying to you to get you to, to, to go along with something that they that you you wouldn't naturally go along with. I think in certain populations, we could definitely have uh, 
Because remember, the, the thing about straying from the narrow path is often you burn out or you just become these, these sort of feral people. And like, you yeah. know, the, the thing about that shotgun marriage is that shotgun marriage is, is the, it's the containment. It's the containment. It's like, um, you, the, before, the night before a shot, I mean, before a shotgun marriage, you got a pregnant woman and you got a young man and he's scared and he's not sure what to do. And he, oh gosh, oh, well, I never, uh, you know, I wanted to join the army or blah, blah, blah. And all this kind of shit. And like, like a huge life is resting on a knife edge. But if you go with this, but it was the shotgun marriage happened, all the problems that, that they had or whatever, they are contained. They don't grow. That's that. That's the, that's the important thing. Michael, Michael Jackson is a great example. Cause I think people have a lot of empathy for Michael Jackson and we don't know exactly what he did, but we know that his dad abused him and want building an Everland. Want to hang out with kids all the time. And, you know, those kind of people, you can, you can contain them. And then this thing doesn't grow. This doesn't, this, you don't have this exponential problem. These exponential problems, what happens. But another huge part of this is that we have to have dignity for these young guys. You know what I'm saying? They got to be able, like these guys that were getting shotgun married, they weren't walking into the worst life in the world. Getting shotgun married in 19 and 1968 or 1964, not the worst thing in the world. I don't know about getting shotgun married. You're working like you're working a grocery store in, in 2023. You know they don't pay shit. Well, also, and I don't want to go too deep into this because we're already two hours. But like, being married doesn't mean the same thing anymore. I don't want to. What does that even? It doesn't mean the same legal obligations. Certainly not the same social moral ones. So I, that, that's one of those things where it's like you'll see a boomer, like boomer Christian thing. Like you need to man up, get married, whatever. And and I'm not saying don't do that because obviously people who are who are married and have children are happier. Like I mean, as close as objectively as you can find. Like if you ask them, they say they're happier than people who aren't. But it's like. Uh, if you don't have that same, re- you don't have the same relation. Two married people in 2023 don't have the same relationship that two married people had in 1953. And there's not not anything you, they can do about that. It's not their fault. You just don't. It's not the same thing at all. And uh, you, without changing that, it, it it couldn't be the same thing. As for like the yeah, people are going to be living in poverty and won't have the same dignity. Yeah, you're not going to have the dignity that that guy did in the in the 50s, but. There's also nothing you can do about that. Well, I mean, I I think that that's an opportunity for politicians. It it, it is an opportunity to do something to like to to work got, on this, but you're never working. Like, this is one of the like, we we were a rich ass country in 1950 in 1955 or whatever. We were we are like we are less rich in 2023 than we were then. Now I know the GDP line go up and stuff, but that's not talking about what the what the average normie's experience in life was. It's just not the same anymore. And and that genuinely, like you're not going to get that experience, pretty much no matter what. But that's not also not the end of the world. Well, well, let's look at it this way. So, black Latino teachers collecting eight hundred thirty-five million dollars in discrimination lawsuits. Where was this at? 
New York City. Teachers showed in court that white test takers passed at significantly higher rates than black and Latino test takers. Over 90% of white test takers passed, fewer than 62% of black test takers and 55% of Latinos passed the test. And um, they got $835 million in a disparate impact lawsuit. Disparate yeah. impact. Well, and, and I don't, I'm not going to belabor the point, but obviously that's something if you've learned about on this show for a long time, um, that's the law. That's the law. It shouldn't be. And hopefully people can, I, I'm waiting. I, I don't understand. I hope there should be a day when people like Ben Shapiro and all these kind of people talk about disparate impact. Uh, people would He's pull. never going to because they're never going to because you wouldn't having part of having pull is that you don't pull on that thread. And if you do, you instantly become someone who no longer has pull. And I, I guess that could become that could not be true in, in like some fu- uh, imaginary future where like the, <laughs> the the right doesn't cuck to these people twenty four seven, which is which is honestly what they do. Hey, uh, today's the twentieth. You're listening to this one. God knows when we get it out. Yesterday was uh, Juneteenth. Uh, a, a holiday that had been celebrated in like Galveston, Texas, that nobody gave a shit about until like four years ago, and uh, now uh, like the you know the National Review or whatever, which whichever one of these bullshit conservative outlets is like, here's why you, this is a a, a a true American holiday. It's like as long as you're doing stuff like that, like they're doing stuff like that, this is never going to end. That's a signal that you just don't, you simply don't care. You don't care that the people in the, that New York's government is taking, like taxing people, and then using that money to, to to give big payouts to the demographic groups that vote for them. You don't. They don't care about that. And I, you know, I guess if it was just New York and California, you could see the argument. Well, that's just them, but it's not. It's everybody. It's it's it's. If you're listening to this, it's you too. And they the like their their little fake religious holiday. The entire point of that. The only way, like, if, if that is like an Amer- a true American holiday, then you're embracing this, embracing this idea that led to these disparate impact rulings. The idea, like, that inherently this is an evil country that has, like, that everything that happens is, is some conspiracy theory against the melanated peoples, and the only way around it is to uh, give huge cash payouts to uh, people who vote for the Democrat Party. As long as that's how like your your conservative people back that idea, there's there's this is not going to change because why would it? Who is who is against who is against this? Who who's gonna who's gonna stand up and say you need to get rid of the Civil Rights Act? Like the 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 you a radical thinker James Lindsay uh, said that you're uh, adhering of Adolf Hitler if you even suggest it. Yeah. Um. Which, by the way, so Juneteenth doesn't seem like a problem for Texas because it was the day that Texas emancipated the slaves. That sounds fine. By the way, Texans also enjoy Confederate Heroes Day. You know, those, that's a combo package. You know, they, white guy gets some, black guy gets some. I don't hear him trying to make Confederate Heroes Day Nash. There's no reason if, if, if I'm hearing about June 19th, in Virginia, and I'm hearing about from the president of the United States, like that's a sign. Like if you're, if Ben Shapiro is too stupid to understand why that's a, a bad thing, or or too chicken shit to admit that's a bad thing, then you know we're we're so far away from the 
the end of this. Like we're not, we're, we haven't even begun to approach the slope. We're not even on the slippery slope yet. It's going to get so much worse than this if, if that's really where they're at. Yeah, but here, here's the deal, though. So, but some politician in New York City said, "I'm going to pay some people out." Some politician in New York City burned some calories and got like three or four million dollars in the hands of hundreds of people. Yeah, a hundred people. That's available for you as an American politician. It just it just happened. Like, uh, there was a white lady who got who just got twenty five million dollars from Starbucks because she got fired during the uh, the two thousand twenty protests. And so, whatever one of their dumbass policies, she just got paid twenty five million. I mean, she hasn't got it yet. They'll appeal it, whatever. But she might get twenty five million dollars. It is there. In illegally, it's there for everybody. So here's the deal. Um, if you're, if, if these guys, these young guys that have no dignity that, that are out there and, and what are they going to do? And all they get from the Democrat, all they get from the public is to tell them, just, just get a job, fight to keep it. Just go work at, go work at Walmart, go work at Walmart. Or you can, you can move, you can move to San Francisco and step in shit and become a computer coder. You can slave out and try to outcompete these. These uh, guys on H one Bs that are that are going to get they're going to get beheaded in Riyadh if they make a line of code wrong, or or competing against ten billion Chinese people. You got to do that. You got it's your only hope. It's your only do, only hope because we won't do shit for you. That's not that should not be your relation. These people could be helping you. They they absolutely could. They have all the buttons at their disposal. All these politicians, all these right wing politicians, they don't because they're lazy. Because nobody, nobody pushes them. They, no, they I don't the think government, they're lazy. The government's got. I mean, I mean, there's no reason for them to go do it because nobody asks. Nobody pushes it. Nobody says, "Go get us some of that money. We need it." And that should be the way that people think about these politicians. I'm telling you, they, they understand this, this could be a, this would be a very, very simple transition for these people. And let me tell you, it ain't their money. It ain't their money. It ain't coming out of their pocket. This is a lot. This is a lot. I know people think that this sounds ridiculous and this could never happen. Let me tell you, this could happen. They, I'm not telling you that you're going to win the lottery tomorrow. I'm telling you that we could get a little bit more, uh, honest, uh, political system. Most of these like, you ever try to think about what like the like I'm a white Christian Southern male straight, uh, like working class. I'm like I'm like I hit like every single Republican demographic, and yet if I was to like sit and puzzle and think about like what has someone like Ted Cruz like theoretically ever done for me, he does shit. He ain't done shit. Let me tell you, they're like the average average Democrat. It ain't like that. It's not like an impossible thing to imagine what someone like Joe Biden's done for them. You hear these Republicans, they're like, "Oh, it's just Joe Biden. What a real idiot! I can't believe these Democrats vote for him." You're the idiot. You're the idiot. You have no idea what these people. You, you plenty of these people get a cash money check every month for doing nothing, and you're calling them an idiot. These people walk up to they walk up to the fire department, apply to a job. They go apply to a college. They, they say, "Welcome right in." Are you a friend of Joe Biden? Yes, you, yes, yes, I am. 
You damn straight they are. And let me tell you, the Democrats, they, they everybody, like, these people don't walk around thinking, like, well, I guess I just got this awesome job. At, 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 you know, I got this awesome job or I got first place at, in the Harvard application um, uh, because people feel this way or this or that. No, they know exactly where that came from. There, uh, like, I don't know, a week or two ago, the, the big fat governor of Illinois, that Pritzker guy, signed a bill that said if you want to sue the uh, if you want to sue over like a um, constitutional violations the state of Illinois, you have to do it in only like the two counties that you know are, are solid blue because of the cities and universities, right? These are the only two places that you can come and you can you can beseech the, your, your the your patron and, and complain. Like I, the entire edifice of like this of the legal system has to go past through us. It's not impossible. And they they do this stuff constantly. We see it every we see it every day. Look, and, and uh, you know, I, I had it on the list for last week too. It was just a, it was a throwaway line. They were talking. And if you want to look at a, a possible version of the other other side of this, that they were talking about. DeSantis says that he wants to move, like he wants to physically move the Department of Justice out of D.C. and the FBI headquarters out of D.C. Put them somewhere else. Move that stuff into other states. Move it into other places. That's not a huge, like that's not a huge thing. That's not like reparations tier. But you could, you can, you can make moves like that. That would be the easiest thing in the world for a Republican administration to do. You got so many moves. You know how easy it would be to move cheddar to combat veterans. Yeah. Oh, it it would be it would be very. The, 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 this is the easiest thing in the world, and but it's gonna take it's gonna take time to to get them there. Because remember, it ain't their money. This ain't you ain't you're not begging for money from them because it ain't their money. It ain't gonna cost them a nickel. All they have to do is feel like, gosh, I'm gonna if I don't do this. They're not gonna. By the way, if they do it, they're not gonna get an ice pick. You know, you know, we, we don't, we, you know, we we don't live in the Soviet Union. That's all I'm saying. More patronage. And if you're young, if you're a person out there thinking about running for office, uh, you want to stay in office forever. Think like this. Get some clients. Thank you. Spread spread it a little bit around to the people who actually support you, and they'll be yours forever. And it's it's not no strings attached. You're getting strings. You can ask a lot from people, but yeah. Anyways, thank you. Making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the whole of life.